You always bring it, Brad. You're always bringing Welcome it. Welcome back to episode 16 of the Brigity Bro Bobs. Brigity Bro Bobs! I'm Bradford. I'm Jeremy Ferd. And together we're the Brigity Bro Bobs. Brigity Bro Bobs. <laughs> Did you stretch for that? I didn't. I pulled again. Unbelievable. My my lat my lat pulled a little bit. I can already feel the blood pulling. Ugh. Uh, do you think that's why they call it a pulled lat, a pulled muscle, because the blood pulls? Uh, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I'm going off script, buddy. I'm not really reading the teleprompter today. Here we go. What teleprompter? You have one. I can tell. I can see it in your eyeballs, in your glasses. What's it say? <laughs> it's saying, I'm a turd. It's my notes. It's your notes. And ironically... I, I, Ironically, I just watched uh, Anchorman last night. Anchorman. San Diego. Means well <laughs> <as the gen. laughs> and I'm um, Ron Jeremy? Or not Ron, Ron Jeremy. Burgundy? Ron Burgundy. You're Damn Ron it, who put a question mark at the end of the title prompter? You know Ron always reads it. <laughs> Brad, if you're Ron Jeremy, we have an issue, man. You're in jail. <laughs> well, he's in jail, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of news, breaking news, Ron Jeremy in jail. <laughs> and that's Bradford, the same dude. So what's up, man? How's your running going, Jeremy? Not great. My legs are pretty beat up. <clears throat> I ran like three times this week, I think. Why are your legs so beat up? Because I, I, I did an idiotic workout on Thursday. What'd you do? Uh, two mile. Well, see, they say so. I have to start modifying. Twenty minute warm up, which is too much of a warm up. That's just a straight up almost run, and right into a and with the, I mean right into a three mile tempo, which I only did two and a half miles of because I was running too fast because I'm an idiot. Um, and then a twenty minute cool down, but that's just too much. And I didn't do any drills getting prepared for it. I went right from the warm up slash run into a faster run. And how fast was your warm up? It was like eight fifty nine minute pace. Too fast for a warm up. I don't disagree, Brad. But I look at the twenty minutes and I'm like it's a long time just to be like cool, like chugging along. I'm just going slow. I gotta do something here. <laughs> so you I thought like, you'd run it faster for the same amount of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that makes that, a lot of sense. That's my philosophy, Brad. That's um, a lot of that's good decision making. I think I got twelve miles in this week. It's not like it was a prescribed distance, and you're like, I'd rather just get this over with in 15 no, minutes. It was 12, yeah, it you was 20 just, minutes. You just said, I'd rather run faster for the prescribed time. That's right. To make That's myself more tired for the tempo. And I like, I just know that I'm trying to build up build up some like lead on you coming into our 10K that you refuse to back down from, even though you haven't been able to run it two, three months, four months probably. Weeks. Months, weeks. It'll probably I would, be. I, I, I got, wouldn't say what you've been doing is running. I've got scheduled. <laughs> I've got my surgery scheduled for Halloween. Yeah, that would be Monday, right? Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? Thirty first. I thought Monday. I thought. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I know. You're right. It's point, point for Brad. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you have your points. You're already winning, Brad. Good job, buddy. Uh, so how was your run in this week? You're running? The thing we've been doing? No. We <laughs> haven't been doing. I can I've tell. Done no running. Zero running. I like That's just slightly worse than me. With my 12 miles this week. 12 miles is infinitely more than it's, zero. It's not infinitely more, Brad. It's 12 more. So what would be the multiple? Zero times what equals 12? Nothing. Infinite. It, no, you can multiply zero by anything. It's always zero. Bingo. You have zero infinities. That means that you have zero. How many, like... So from a percentage standpoint, 100%, 200%, how many percent more running have you done than myself? 
I mean, I guess if we wanted to go that route, zero. Because <laughs> I think it's still it's still infinite. Infinite. It's not infinite. How can it be infinite? If you wanted to take it, it would be twelve hundred percent at the closest. I would imagine. At the closest, but it's not. Yeah. Well, twelve hundred is way closer than infinite. So, but think about how big twelve hundred percent more is. Point. Point. Twelve hundred percent more pennies isn't a lot of money. It's a lot more than zero. It's twelve hundred percent more. Yeah, but pennies. It's twelve bucks. Can't get a whole lot for twelve bucks today, Bradford. Can't even go down to Wawa and get yourself a sub for twelve bucks, Bradford. This is riveting conversation <laughs> we've got going on here, man. This might be one of the worst episodes we've ever had. I dressed up for all this. <laughs> Apparently you did. I don't understand it. What is wrong with us, man? So Jeez. I don't think I'm going to be able to run until I get my surgery done. And then after your surgery, right? So you have like a week after that. Maybe two weeks, yeah. Um, but you're, you're doing a lot of physical therapy. Oh so yeah. Uh, band walks, band walks really going to help with my, you're uh, come back double strong. six miler. Dude, do you know how strong your legs are going to be? You're probably going to be able to jump, have a, like a 53, 54 inch vertical. That would be awesome. 72 inch. Then you could go into the NBA. To start They've already been recruiting me. Just because of your physical therapy. Yep. My physical therapist called up the NBA and said, well, specifically, they called the Cleveland Cavaliers and said, this guy is about to jump through the roof. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. We're in a four-story building and we're not going to be able to contain this guy. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. They're going to yeah. have to open it up. Open what up? Open the air. roof? Yeah. Open yeah. air, man. Yep. Give you some space. Like, if you jump that high, like, you're going to really have to measure the distance because you're going to have to jump from, like, out of bounds. What? Out, out of bounds. You're going to have to jump. Throw it to yourself while you're in the middle of the air. Catch it. And then dunk it in. Right. Yeah. They're um, already talking about changing the rules for, for the jump ball because they're going to need to now have a machine that shoots it up. <laughs> <laughs> but Brad, could you just imagine like what kind of force are your legs going to take upon themselves when you land? Or if you're dunking, like how, you're going to rip your arms off. On my way down, I'll be passing the rim. No, I'll be all right. I don't know, Brad. I think you, you think might I'll, have a missing arm. You think I'll jump so high that I'll reach critical velocity on my way down? I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you, man. I think you. I think there's a potential for a couple miles into the air. With yep. that, you're gonna have to like warn. There's gonna be no air traffic for the foreseeable future. That's not over the stadium. Nope. Not so over the stadium. Because you might just like rocket right through the through the fuselage. Imagine what it's gonna look like when like before the races when I'm doing a couple of drills like a skips <laughs> just. <laughs> Or when, you know, when you get amped up and you do, like, the jump up to get oh, your right. legs. Yeah, 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 like gonna, before. You're going you're gonna to jump. You're not going to come down before the race even starts. We like you're to about to start a 400 you. meters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with us, Brad? Why are we talking about this? <laughs> Jeremy, you ready to talk about the running news? Well, we're talking about running news. Running news. You mean things outside of just putting one foot in front of the other? Anything that's newsworthy. What, are we newsworthy? I we just, got, hey, I we got a new viewer. Well, we did? Yeah. Who? Dan Solo. Oh, great. A friend of ours who hasn't been watching our podcast at all or listening. Doesn't even What's know about it. So I went, so we're, I was doing some show prep. Okay. Because I'm dedicated to the craft. And you're professional. Right. Yeah. You look professional. You look nice. 
I'm dedicated to <laughs> Levi said, Daddy, isn't that an expensive jacket? I said, What's the matter? He goes, You're wearing an expensive jacket and a ten dollar Amazon shirt. <laughs> Is that one of your fancy shirts, Brad? Oh yeah. Is that a sleeved shirt? Because I'm didn't you get some sleeveless <laughs> like <laughs> I ended up canceling the order, but now I may bring him back. I was, anyways, as I was doing show prep, I went to like the end all be all of running news. Do you know what that is, Jeremy? What is it? Let's run. Let's run.com. Like the absolute trash tabloids of running news. It's all there. And you know, uh, you know, like there's all these bloggers on there. One of the top blogs from the week is my teammate paces off of me in races and then outkicks me. (laughs) What should I do? Well, run faster, my dude. That well, it was a it was a high school girl, and she said that uh, she went on to elaborate that it's causing her mental anxiety and stress because she does not like this girl. That she says she does it every practice in every race and she's yet to beat her. And there, the comments were just like, well, just run faster. Some people were saying, like, you need to accelerate out of turns. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is cross country, right? Or is this like track as well? I assume it's just cross country. Well, look, just crush it, just go out. From the very get go and crush it, put it out there well, so that you don't think you're fit. Your fitness is only going to take you so far. Yeah, but just out like out fitness them. Start doing like look, do second, third, and fourth runs during the day, right? How, Build up that how mileage. Are you going to out fitness them if they're just if they're running every practice with you? How, like I just said, do a third, fourth, fifth, sixth run during the day. Okay. Start cranking it up to like 40, 45 miles a day. Guarantee nobody comes close. Oh, okay. <laughs> Probably you will get closer to being in a hospital. Are you mean me personally or are you being the person who's running 45 miles a day? The person running 45 miles a day. So I've been watching this guy on one of the, one of the social medias. I don't even know which one. Uh, but he does like he's trying it for a year where he's running the mile, m- miles for the day of the month it is. So like one mile for like October 1st, you know, two miles and so forth. 31 miles on my surgery day. Yeah. And then he goes back to one mile. Yeah. But he's, he's worked through like three or four months already doing this. And it's just a grind, man. He's like the, the days where it's like 20 plus miles, he's out there for four five, six, seven hours. Does he break it up or just one run? I don't know. He doesn't, I, I guess I didn't watch enough of him, but like he's pretty inspirational. He's just, talks about he's so running. inspirational that you have no idea what he's he doing to talk, he doesn't need to talk about how he does it he just talks about like that he's doing it and he like wants so how do you know he's doing it because he's running while he's doing it like you can actively see him running and he's had a number so of how do you not know how he's doing the run i don't know if he's doing one run or two runs i don't know if every single post is a different run like i don't know do you want me to reach out to him I feel but like you haven't purpose, even watched it. His oh my god, Brad. his purpose his purpose is to help people PR in distances. So he's like, dude, whenever I'm running, if you're in my area and I don't know where where his area is either, just come out and run with me, and I'll get you a PR and we'll just run together. And it's so really in cool. the middle of his thirty mile run, like if you have a five k PR of fifteen forty five, he'll be like, all right, no, let's go distance PR, Brad, a distance PR. Oh, like how long you go? Yeah, where does he live? Let me guess. You don't know. You don't know. No, I don't know. I I told you I didn't know where you lived. (laughs) He sounds like he's been super motivating to you. You have essentially no. What's his name? I don't know. Wow. He just pops up on my feet. I don't know. He's just there. I'm like, hey, look, this guy's running again. And what what day are we? Oh, we're at the twenty second. Sweet, he's got twenty two miles today. I don't even know his name. 
<laughs> his name isn't inspirational, Brad. <laughs> that was the most meaningless story. It was like... <laughs> You don't know his name. You don't know how he does the runs. No. You don't know where he invites people to meet him, but you don't know where to meet him. Yes, I can figure that out. Look, I'll pull up. Oh, I was going to pull up my phone, but I'm using it to record, so I can't do that now. Oh, geez. I need to get a better setup. Super inspirational. I thought you said you were going to get yourself a little uh, podcasting booth. Yeah, not overnight, Jeremy. That's not the way that it works. You Just, told me that earlier today. Boom, it could boom, have happened here. within the past nine hours. Here, you are an abs. That's as foolish as this comment you made about how inspirational this guy is. <laughs> he's inspirational because he's just getting out there doing it. He's not even concerned about pace. He's just running. Churlish. <laughs> you love that <laughs> word. You only learned that word because of <laughs> key and people. Churlish. What does it mean, Brad? Go ahead and. It's you. Tell us the definition. I don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) If you like the word, how is it any different than my dude? I assume out of context, it means childlike. Uh, Not necessarily. Well, go ahead and give us it. You're not off. Um, Just kind of like, I don't know, disrespectful, rude, a little aloof type of thing. You, basically. Yeah, me, 100%. Jeremy Churlish Churlish Clover. Churlish is my middle name. You didn't know that? (laughs) All right. Well, let's actually get into the running news at some point over the course of this podcast that's been meaningless in nowhere. (laughs) But it's been fun. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing to you today's most inspirational story of people we don't know or know where they are. I, I don't know half of these people. I don't know. Why should I know them? Start a uh, Instagram page like Tanks Good News. It's inspirational people. We don't know who they are, or what they're doing, but there's plenty of them out there. We don't know where they are, <laughs> but we'll find them. We're under the assumption today that there's somebody inspirational out there that's doing great things. <laughs> if you care to know, let us know because we don't know. Yep. Let's start off with the Twin Cities Marathon being canceled over heat. That's what I had as my first number one. Jeremy, <laughs> are we making this a contest? No. <laughs> I'm just saying this is inspirational for people where two people are thinking alike. That could be inspirational. Okay. Twin Cities Marathon canceled because of heat concerns. Heat concerns. Yep. So let's start off – let's just start off with should marathons be canceling based off of concern for runners over heat? I think concern for runners over any number of things um, could be a potential reason that you would want to cancel. Yeah, I think that's okay. So canceling marathons is fine? I didn't say it was fine. I'm sure that the people who make these decisions (laughs) are under a lot of pressure when they do it, and lots and lots of people are unhappy about it. So they yeah. they cited their number one concern was overwhelming uh, the volunteer medical staff and that they they just didn't have the capacity needed if it was going to be a record heat day in Minnesota yeah uh, that they wouldn't be able to even tend to all the people that were having medical issues. I mean I think that's a fair fair point, right? If you need medical attention, you need medical attention. It's not something yeah you take lightly. But I do remember hearing that the heat wasn't as heaty as they were predicting. It was yeah, but at some point you have to make it a, a call. You do. I know, but they made so they made it what the morning, like the early morning of, or the night, the evening. I before. think it was the day before. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't predict what it's going to be like. You can kind of predict. Kind of, I guess. I don't know. So but is yeah. there? Is there like a temperature that it's just well? So they just canceled Twin Cities. Yeah. Yet they're going to be running. I think it's a twelve o'clock start time. The Olympic marathon trials 
in Orlando, Florida in December, which it's still going to be 80 some odd degrees. But those are elite level athletes, Brad, and there are going to be a lot fewer people there to run. It's, is there? Do you think there are going to be as many people as the Twin Cities Marathon running the Olympic trials? So, but if you have medical concerns about average Joes, like you just throw it out the window for elite athletes? No, but they are probably better prepared to handle it than a, an average person. I would imagine like they're better. Where, I mean, where, where, where does the average elite distance runner train at? In Do Orlando, they train Florida. in heat? No. I think that a lot of them find ways to train in what they think they're going to be experiencing during that time. Yeah. They've known about Orlando for how long? How long has it been since the, it was announced that Orlando would be the... Well, the, how about a bare minimum just moving up the start time to like a normal marathon start time, 7 a.m.? Oh, yeah. Well, sure. That's an easy fix. But I'm sure they're still training in heat and humidity. You would have to think that they would be. Otherwise, they wouldn't be I prepared. assume so. Or they wouldn't be prepared for what was bound to come. Even if it's like a, a cool day down there. Like you grew up there. What in in December? What is the temperature? What is the weather? It's gonna like? be hot and humid at there noon. Like there's just no way around it. Yeah, but if it's in Ohio, Brad, what's it? What's it gonna be like in Ohio in December? Pretty cold, I bet. Chance that of snow. Would, that would probably be more ideal than anything. Chance cold of snow brings faster times. So, are we in agreement that like canceling marathons? To protect your participant base is good. I think it's good. I think it's despite good. Despite the fact that people had already showed up in Minnesota. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I would imagine, like I said, I would imagine that those people were pretty peeved. At least a, at least a few of them. I mean, you got to think. I got to imagine half of the field was like, this is ridiculous. I've, I've been peaking for two weeks, ready to do this. And the other half thought, yes. I barely wanted to do this to start with. I would have probably been in, a, in the in that because <laughs> <laughs> especially if it's going to be hot. I am not a hot weather runner. I I just wither in the heat. Like I am awful in the heat. What uh, about issuing refunds? So I, I saw that they just issued. They are issuing refunds to runners. So are they issuing refunds to those? Are they offering like? Um, a, def a deferral to next year, like so you can you can push it and do it next year without having to pay, or you can get your money back. I mean, that I don't know. I think that's what they they previously did through COVID, through all the cancellation races, is they yeah. offered deferments. That's so, but a lot of people would like this was still the rub during COVID. A lot of people said, "Well, I just want my money back. Like I'm never coming back." I think, like, you have to take, like, yes, it's going to cost the race money. And, Brad, you made this point abundantly clear before we talked here on the podcast. But and it may put them into some financial straits. But it could also put a couple of people in financial straits. Like, they had spent all this money. I, I mean, I know they spent the money. It was already spent, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not something that they're losing out on. They're missing out on running for three or four hours or whatever it may be. But they've also trained for potentially years to get to this point with expectations that maybe they'd qualify for something um, like Boston or New York or whatever it may be. So I, I understand and sympathize with an individual. Conversely, every like the majority of marathons are nonprofits mm -hmm. with a charity function, with a, with a sunk cost. They, they have a staff on, on hand essentially year round You've got your update, your web website to continuously update. You have all the logistics to plan with the city. You have the cost of street closures through the city, t-shirts, medals, uh, all of your like all of the staff that has to be there from a medical standpoint, from the official timing that typically no no major marathon does their own timing. It's all outsourced. Yeah. So they're like the timing company isn't saying well. Listen, you guys canceled the race. We showed up. Don't worry about paying us. They could out of, like, kindness of their heart. <laughs> no, Brad, I was thinking about it, and just based on my last statement, I think that it shouldn't be required, but if the race feels that it can, like, I'm assuming that the race feels that it can probably do this, right? Like, they can probably eat I'm this cost for some of them and, and be okay. I mean, I think the marathon has to be under the assumption 
that 20% want a refund no matter what. Right. There's going to be like a 30% that pay no attention to it. And then another 50% that are willing to defer. Yeah. So I think, I think that the race wouldn't offer to do it, to give the money back if they didn't think they, like, like I said, if they didn't think they could, they could do that. Right. Financially. Uh, because I mean, I'm sure that there's some stipulation where you sign a waiver saying there will be no refunds. So they didn't, they didn't weren't obligated, but maybe they'll do it for a couple of folks. Maybe people will just be like, Hey, it doesn't really matter. I'll, like truly, what are you missing out on by getting the race canceled on you, right? Like you're missing out on a marathon and potentially like a qualification for like Boston or whatever, but. Yeah, but so I think that's probably the worst excuse of all of them that you're missing out on a BQ time when you've done an entire training block. And now instead of running the marathon that you just peaked for, like you don't, you're, you don't have the physical breakdown of running the 26.2 miles so you could probably re-peak for another race in six weeks as opposed to sure. 18. No, I, 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 I agree with that. But, I mean, that's not on their mind right now, right? Or when that race was canceled the night before they were supposed to race. You know, they get amped up. They go out to dinner. They get themselves right. They eat you some mean, Olive you Garden. You mean ate 600 garlic sticks at Olive Garden for nothing? <laughs> that's right. That's, that's committed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look. I mean, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, right? So, well, I think know, what I frustrates would rather, me. I would rather cancel a race, potentially like make it so that we lose out on a you know twenty percent, thirty percent, forty percent of the money we were bringing in, than have like run the race and then have four people die, you know, at the race because of lack of <laughs> ability to get to them in time or whatever it may be. I think. So I think what you're hitting on is basically the same same route that I consistently come down. It's it's if you're making decisions based off of a good intent, there's then there can arguably be no bad decision. So if you're doing it for the health and well-being of the participants that you're looking out for, and this isn't some cash grab, this isn't a Ponzi scheme. So I just wish on both sides, both from uh, it seems like everything that I've read on this. The participants are just up in arms that want a refund. And they're the loudest ones banging on the door saying, this is absolutely ridiculous. I paid, paid my money. I'm getting nothing in return, yada, yada, yada. And they have no consideration. Yeah, They have no consideration for what is happening on the other end of it. And they don't even take the time to then just ask, well, like why, you know, like I know I signed off saying that this is a non-refundable, but I want my refund. I don't care if I didn't read it. And I don't care what's happening on the other side of the table. My money is the most important and that's it. Yeah. Those people are selfish. That would be me. I'd be like emailing every 13th minute, um, you know, losing my mind. I'll never come back to this race again. I'm going on the let's run for him and I'm going to bash you. <laughs> that's right. To everybody. Who... How dare you. Are we under? So we both get a point for that, Brad, because we're keeping tabs, right? We agreed. I think that they just said I won that one. <laughs> and how did that you win when we agree? But we only half agreed. Basically, they said my my points of validity were so far superior to what you presented that it's an automatic win. That's much bullshit. There's Sorry, he's going on that over there. This is why we have an impartial judicial system is, to take care of this. No, what? What? Who's the impartial jury system? Wait, Your kids, Jeremy. You can't put a name to these people and then have people hounding these people and threatening them. <laughs> You're right, Brad. I'm sorry. Witness intimidation is it's a okay. real, real Thank thing. You. I appreciate you recognizing that now and big time understanding how this third party I'm, is. I'm, I'm gonna reach out to my twit my Twitter fans. Twitter fans. Are you even on X? I have an X. <laughs> I have an X since probably twenty eighteen. But I've got an X. Okay. I've got it just in case. I, I need to reach out to my folks. Okay. Perfect. All four. All four of them. So Jakob Ingebrigtsen, who I believe just won uh runner of the year. 
Oh, did he? That yeah. makes sense. He's uh, he's him put and, down him and uh, Femke Bull. Ooh, yeah, I love her to death. She's she's awesome. So, uh, I believe, like, I'm 99% sure they both just won Runners of the Year. Uh, Ingebrigtsen's dad accused of abusive behavior to his entire family. So, all all three of the training brothers, he's yeah. coaching uh, one of their competitors from Norway. It, but that, like, that's like, you're just coaching, of course. Their, their brothers are competitive with each other. I don't, like, that's... I don't think that's anything to speak of because there are lots of. So, but he's not there. coaching the three brothers, but he's comp- coaching one of their competitors. He has, to, he, he has a love for the sport. He wants to make people better. Like what? you can't fault him for that. So, and Jakob just got married. No dad at the wedding. Jakob, Jakob got married. Oh yeah. Is she a runner as well? I I don't know, Jeremy. Well, what the shit do you I've know? I've not been that? stalking Jakob. It just said his dad was not at the wedding. Jacob? Yeah, that's what I want to call him. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Jakob. So, Jakob, yeah, his his dad apparently was not a nice dude. I don't know what the news is there or what there is to discuss that other than reading well, the headline. The, well, the fact is his dad is coaching somebody else and not, not the brothers. Right? So, that's okay. That's kind of weird. I didn't realize it, that his dad hadn't been coaching him for over two, two years now. Yeah, two years. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know either. I just assumed it was like family. I mean, don't fa- they still have that show, like living with the Ingebrigtsens in Finland or what, or in Norway? I, you're you're t- talking to the wrong person. I have no yeah, idea. They, they have their own TV show. Huh. Huh. They're like Is hella famous. That? What's that? Have you seen it? No, Kira has. Is it like on YouTube or something? Can you get it on Apple? I think you can get it on YouTube. I'm not to watch this bad boy. Yeah, yeah. Does she find it inspirational? About as inspirational as that guy <laughs> that you have no, no idea about anything. About as inspirational as him. Well, sure. Kira does pretty- not like Jakob at all. She thinks he's arrogant. He is arrogant. He, 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 uh, always, comes up, he always comes up with excuses when he doesn't win. Oh, <laughs> I think I got the black lung. I've never heard the black lung excuse. You know what I'm referencing, Bradford? I've heard that he's been sick with something the last two world championships that he's lost. Only for the 1500, but he can always come back and just rally for the 5K. Well, he's always said he's the 1500 isn't his best event, that the 5K is his best event. Well, why isn't he running that more? Because you have to maximize your time at speed while you have speed. Same reason that you owe me five minutes for being two years older than you. That's a bunch of bullshit. Nope. I don't owe you nothing. Speed leaves you. It leaves you. It doesn't leave me. I'm as fast as I've ever been. Wrong. Right. I can go out there and run a 48-second quarter right now. No chance. Right now. So now we're going to have to throw into this... A 400-meter time trial. You can do it on your – no pacers. Well, sure. I don't want the, I don't want the lights either. Four, I don't want the pacing yeah, lights. Yeah, where are you going to go and get the lights? <laughs> I'll, I'll find somewhere. I'll make them myself. <laughs> I can wear – I'm going to wear shoes that I've had for 15 years, 20 throwing years. On, I'm throwing on spikes. I'm throwing on some Japan lightnings. Okay. And let's just do it. Okay. So we're going to see how close you get to 48. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Wait, well, let's, let's do it this way. Who, the two of us, out of the two of us, who gets closest to our PR? Jeremy, I'm not even thinking PR. <laughs> I mean, no, that's... I know. But who's getting closest to our PR that we have? Well, let's for, just for say for... this. Who is even going to break 60? I bet I could break 60. Oh, God. What I are we doing? I, the day before the 10K. Done. I'm definitely breaking 60. <laughs> I'm stopping with my mileage and going straight speed now. Good. Four, four by 400 meters, here we go. 10 by 100, done. So, and wrapping up, Jakob's family sounds like an absolute mess. 
Dude, I don't envy that whole nonsense. Dad said he's never been violent. Hell no. I don't know. Innocent till proven guilty, but it's, uh, I don't know what to say. It can be mentally abusive. I don't know, like physically, like if you get, like I was spanked when I was a kid. Was that physical abuse? I don't know. It's actually the definition of physical abuse. It's physically beating you. Yeah, but that was the expectation when we were growing up. Maybe not for you, but when I, for me, like I got my ass kicked often. How'd that help? Maybe the person I am today. <laughs> okay. And would you think that's any way to parent today? No, not at all. Hmm. Never okay. ever so, would I ever do that to my son. But that I'm, I'm not really sure that I. I grew up in a different. Uh, like I know, I grew- but it, I mean, I feel like that's moving too fast from actually physical beating to the norm to just completely out of the picture. It's moving too fast, Jeremy. Brad, stop! Look, I know where you're going. With <laughs> yeah. this. I know how you're angling. I don't. I know how you're angling. This is this has been over like 35 years, Brad. I, it's too fast. It's not. That's not. It's too fast. and speaking of too fast, Kibwat Candy. 57.40 half marathon with three other runners, four total runners under 58 minutes in a half marathon. Insane. Insane. That is insane, and it's also stupid. It's It's also stupid. It's exactly like my last analogy. It's just happening too fast. See, thank you. I agree with that. It is happening too fast. We need to get back to beating kids. No, Brad. Stop. I didn't say that. No, it's... That's too short of a timeline to just take that from a principled norm of American child rearing to none of it. It's no wonder this country is in. There's not even a comparison there. It's happening too fast. With that, that wouldn't be too quickly. We're talking about taking what used to be what was the standard and saying, okay, that standard, the best it ever has been forever that we've ever known, is now. Within reach, the best four ever fifteen people that was relevant to you to for the for the fifty eight minute half marathon. Mm-hmm. It, what do you mean it's relevant to me? You're saying it's breaking these these barriers that are have been around forever. I didn't say forever. They're only for- relevant to you. Ryan Hall broke an hour in the marathon. Or half I'm aware of that. I know. What I'm saying. And how many is that years ago was that? It doesn't, Brett. That's not even in the same. What are you talking about right now? What does that have to do with what we're talking about right now? Which is the world record was like fifty-seven, thirty something. Okay. To have four people within half of a minute, like twenty seconds of this thing, that is the pinnacle of what everything was to say that there are four people now and there are probably even another dozen of them somewhere else in the world like it just takes away like whatever's going on i'm not against improvement i'm not against moving things forward but it shouldn't be that like there are 15 people as good as there ever had like than the best person ever has been right now it doesn't make any sense this is this should be like a once in a generation or, or once in a like a decade type of thing or a five five year type of thing where you have these people who are just inching it forward, not saying, okay, well, I'm gonna break the world record by 13. Like, so what the women's world record in the marathon was broken yep. by like two and a half minutes. Yep. That's insane. There's no, there, what the, that doesn't even make any sense. So who holds the half marathon world record? I don't even know his name. I don't know a whole lot. You of should. I mean, he just ran 5740 and won the Valencia oh, well, half marathon. Okay, so that's the world record holder. Cool. But there are three people right behind him. I know, but you're saying it's outrageous that he was eight seconds away from his own world record. No, that's different. He is the world record holder. Of course he's going to be at that point. But to say that there is somebody else, four, three other somebody else's who are right there and within striking distance of the best runner there ever has been in a half marathon doesn't make any sense. And they're the same race. In the same race. Yeah. Statistically speaking, that should not happen. Why? Statistics. So statistically speaking, when Roger Bannister broke the four-minute record, they said that was a record that could not be broken. 
he breaks it in within weeks. There was like five people that broke four. They said it was humanly impossible. It was like two or three other people, and they were all right there. You're right. But they said it was humanly impossible. The other three people who Mm -hmm. have run history and break broken fifty eight. What is the what was their PR before today? I don't know. You that's something you should know. Why should I know that? Because you should know it. Because you're you are the knowledge person. I'm nope. the big I'm the big ideas person. You're the knowledge <laughs> person. <laughs> Small ideas is more like it. Biggest ideas. Nope. Are you looking it up right now? Maybe. If, there's no so if okay, so if these guys were the four best ever to have lived ever before today, and then they were all right there together running the same race just to see, like duking it out. That's something different. But if these guys have, so, were like, so stopped, the, like were at 59.30 and then all of a sudden they were at 57.50, it's a big when, difference. When, when Hisham El-Garouj won the 5,000 in the Olympics, okay, who did he beat? He definitely beat me. Bernard Lagat, I believe. Uh-huh. And uh, Iliad Kipchoge, I believe. He also beat, yeah, he also beat everybody else who was behind him. I know, but those are all world-class runners, all in one yeah. race. You're saying that that should just never happen. I didn't say that, Brad. I didn't say that. That was at a world. That was at an Olympics or World Championships. What was Ooh, this? Was Kinesia Bikela unit? I don't know. As Who well, was, what race was this? You said Valencia Half Marathon. Okay, not World Championships. I know, but they all travel to big races to run fast times. Yeah. So, and True. why do they go to these big races to run fast times? And go back for back. world records is because there's always a bonus you know, for breaking world be, records. You're going for a world record. There shouldn't be four people right now in the same Why race. not? Why? So a world record should just so be a, okay, a runaway. Those, those four people are the fastest there ever has been of all time. And Jeremy. That's awesome. Jeremy, you're saying, though, so world record, there should be no one close to him. It should be a runaway train. And then when that does happen, you say, well, that just seems unreasonable. Yes. So if there's a group of people pushing them to a world record, not fair. That's impossible to happen, statistically speaking. It it seems awfully fishy to me. What that means is we have some shoe-doping. Right. And then when – shoe-doping. Okay. And then when there's a runaway train, somebody wins by two and a half minutes, you say, well, that can't be right. He won by two and a half minutes. Like that's just not even fair. Like – like the women's marathon. Fair. I don't say anything about being fair. I say it's fishy. I say it's not the way it should be. So I'm when is it when is it never not the way, fishy? The way when it's when it happens after like I don't know, you have the best that ever has been, and then all of a sudden like you have a little bit of a reprieve and there's like three or four years of uh, of mm. people and yeah. then all of a sudden you have somebody who's like you see incrementally getting faster and faster and faster and faster, and then all of a sudden they're like, Okay, I've worked my way up to this, let's let's go past it. If you're telling me that there are four people who are right there, the world record holder included, and they've been there the entire time, and it's just like they haven't had a chance to break the world record, then that's cool. But I don't. Think so, do you case. know that they haven't been incrementally no. moving there? And you don't. And you don't. So you're it. just saying that, like, you're under the assumption that they have not incrementally improved. Shoe doping. You're under the assumption they have not incrementally improved, but you have nothing to back it up. Shoe doping. You have no idea who what their names are, even. You don't we, either. But Brad, that, we're going to talk about this. I'm next. not making an argument. Next. I'm not we're making making an argument that this is unreasonable. Next podcast, we're going to write talk it about down. This. I'm writing it down right now. Where is it? Four <laughs> people under four under fifty-eight. Who? Let's look at time. Uh, drop it. Okay, done. It's on my notebook. Okay, done. I'm right. You're wrong. Point. No. So speaking to this, Titus Ikairu previously held the number six all-time fastest marathon. Banned ten years for doping and facing faking hospital. Record. I would imagine that they're going to go after all the shoe dopers too. Oh, right, right. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's big. Like, I mean, it's is it that big though? Truly, like, I think well, it's, that we it's all not, it's not as big in the fact that it, one, he's Kenyan. That's so, that that's expectation. Kenya's doping protocols are just non-existent. 
They yep. only get tested tested when they run in international marathons or inter, or uh, or world championship events. Yeah, they've had seventy athletes banned in the last five years. And if yeah. you look at seventy athletes, how many sprinters are coming out of Kenya? It's all distance runners. <laughs> like they, <laughs> but isn't Divine Oduduru? Is he not Kenyan, or maybe he's some other? I don't, I don't know who, where he's coming from, but I know that he just got banned as well for like six years. He's a sprinter. So it's, I know the majority of the runners there banned are distance runners because that makes up the bulk of their training programs. And I would, I would venture to say, didn't the IOC, like, don't they have something against, well, they did against like Russia. Um, yep. I know it's, I mean, part of it is because of like their, like, uh, the war that's going on, but also well, Russia is banned from, from Olympic competitions. Yes. But also part of it is because of their like history of doping. Yes. Yeah. So when is it going to be that Kenya gets to that level? I would think it's now. Uh, but it's not though, is it? Or do you know something I don't know? Well, I mean, I think if you look at this, so I think there's two points. The first point we're talking about specifically Kenya as a nation being uh, banned from Olympic competition would basically be quite detrimental to the Olympic Games. Yeah. So given that the majority of distance runners, the top end of distance, a big bulk of that is made up by Kenyan runners. And so, but, and, and when you're looking at the marathon, the f- most famous Olympic marathon runner is bar none, Elite Kipchoge. So to mm-hmm. ban him from the Olympic Games because he's part of a country, I don't think that they want to go through that. It doesn't behoove him from a PR standpoint. It doesn't behoove him from a financial standpoint. Like there's almost no they incentive. Can bring, they can only bring how many people per event anyway. Three. So, I mean, yeah. So I, don't, I mean, you have to imagine this Olympics without <laughs> Iliad Kipchoge. What, what about him? Imagine this Olympics without Iliad Kipchoge. Okay, I would be unfortunate. I would be unfortunate. But again, like, okay, let's just imagine like somebody else, like LeBron James gets caught cheating somehow. Wait, like you get rid of him, right? Like it's just what is it is what it is. Like if you if you are part of a program that is known and has suspicion to be cheating, and they get banned, that's like it's unfortunate for the people who weren't partaking in that. Not saying that. Iliad isn't, but he's just not getting caught, perhaps. But it's just like, it's part of the deal, man. Like, do you want, you're okay with cheating or you're not? Like, you have to make a decision. You so can't every, just because everybody says that they're happy. against cheating until it impacts them financially. So the US is has been known for years to help athletes. There's been rumors for as long as I can remember about. Um, Carl Lewis mm-hmm. failing doping protocols in the U.S. then discarding that test to let him continue running. Well, that's again, that's like I'm not saying that that's good. I'm saying that's bad. I'm saying like at some point. Like, well, no one's saying case, it's good. I'm saying that there's a financial incentive for the for the Olympic Committee, IOUC or whatever, to keep. Kenya involved in the Olympic Games versus Russia. So nobody nobody looks at Russia and says like, oh, geez, like there's one good pole vaulter and a high jumper that are missing the Olympics. And that the, like them not being a part of the Olympic Games has a financial impact on the Olympics. Sure. I mean, but again, so outside of distance running, they're not like, what else are they bringing to the Olympics? The Olympics isn't just about track and field. <clears throat> What's the biggest event in Olympics? Probably drag and field. Drag and field. Gymnastics. (laughs) No. Gymnastics, swimming. It's always track and field. Swimming's pretty up there, too. It's always track and field. I mean, track and field's big, and maybe maybe it's the biggest. Does Kenya have a a swimming program? I have no idea. Think of the number of countries that aren't involved in swimming versus track and field. Well, sure, I understand that, right? But again, we have to make a decision. Like, if we're okay with a little bit of cheating, 
because it's, you know, whatever, whatever it's financially. I'm not like, saying that any cheating is right. I'm saying that the athletes are financially incentivized to cheat. Yeah, for sure. And then Olympic committees, doping agencies, uh, shoe here, companies, everybody is, in, everybody is incentivized financially to keep their bread and butter above board with what if they're cheating, keeping them out of the cheating limelight. Here's a here's a better like option. Just let let, let doping happen. I think that's a terrible take, but okay. I mean, truly, if people are going to go this far, like, and let countries that have more money be able to get away with this stuff until they can't. Well, there's right? no way oh, no, Kenya no. has more money than Russia. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, like, we know what's going on, and we're all, like, I know you're all for, like, performance records and shit. Like, let's just let people get as, like, performative as they can. Like, let's go. Let's see how far we can push the human body and, like, just acknowledge it. And have it no longer be a secret. Just let it be out in the open. And let's just see. And that would be cool. The whole thing with me is that these records are being broken due to some things that are not in the like the part of the person. Some of it could be shoe doping. Some of it could be that they're actually doping. Some of it could be like new technology, which is fine, whatever, whatever. But if we're going to do it, let's do it all the way, not just part of the way. So I think your shoe doping take is still just trash. Well... I don't care. There's so many you're, records you're right. that have not been broken with shoes. I'm aware. Like so, which what? means that they're not the end all be all. They are the be all end all. You're right. So, and I've never seen any scientific data backing new track shoes versus old track shoes. What about from, the dragonflies? I've never seen any empirical data showing that they improve have efficiency. You, have you looked for empirical data? I've not yet. So, but they, <laughs> so, but if you're telling me Nike wouldn't publish that, just like for the Vaporfly, the first four percent, they published the data saying four percent incremental improvement. Why did they publish that? Because it boosts their shoe sales. How would they not do the same thing with the Dragonfly? Because the Dragonfly is more of a niche shoe. You're, how many people are actually going to wear the Dragonfly versus how many people are going to go out and get the Alpha Flies? So it's not worth them promoting it at all? I'm sure it's like the people who know about the, the Dragonfly are the people who are going to use it anyway, a.k.a. the track athletes who are like high school and college and professional. Like the average person isn't going to go out and get a pair of track spikes. It makes up such a small portion so, of, their, of their overall sale. So they sell track spikes. They do. but And the people who are wearing them already know about them. It's not something you have to get out to the average Joe. And – Pay two hundred fifty dollars for a pair of shoes. I know that the dragonflies are expensive. They're what, like one eighty or something. But no, dragonflies are one fifty. I think. Well, so it was off by thirty bucks, but not two fifty or three hundred dollars like the alpha flies are. Well, how about Iliad Kipchoge finally posting after the world record marathon, and he never mentioned it. No congratulations. No acknowledgement of his world record being broken. No nothing. Just announcing his next racing schedule. That's back to business. He's no longer the world record holder. I know, but wouldn't you think one world record holder would congratulate another? Maybe he knows something that we don't. Such as? He is Kenyan. <laughs> so, so, like... <laughs> Three quarters of his training teammates have been busted, Iliad Kipchoge's, but he's going to be like upset with this guy. Probably. Well, no, those guys haven't broken his record. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's a little butt hurt. So, like, I don't. Is that really news, Brad? Like, okay. Oh yeah, got, that's big he, news. He's he's upset. Look, he has been the best. So why not acknowledge it? Like, I'm coming back for my record. He because maybe he doesn't want to give any more like. I don't know anymore. So in to that, other sports, yeah. like when you lose in basketball, NBA finals, is it appropriate to like say congratulations to the other team or you just walk off and eh. Well, no, you say congrats, but it's not the same thing. They weren't at the same race. So, 
So what's the I'm penalty sure of saying this? Race, Elliot would have gone up to what's his name, kipped him. I mean, I like, feel good job, Bubs. I feel like essentially what he's saying is his tagline is "No human is limited," unless it's Kelvin Kiptum who beat me. Then I'm not going. I'm going to ignore that. That's exactly. I like Elliot so much because he he knows what's up. No human is is limited unless you beat me. Then I'm not going to acknowledge you, even though no, no one is limited. Which, by the way, this counters your entire theory. He's saying no human is limited. And you're care. saying no groups shouldn't. You just said he's your favorite athlete. I didn't say that. I was being facetious, Brad. I think he's a pretty good one, but I think that again, he he let his he, he's like like I think all of these super elite athletes are just so far up their own asses. It kind of gets ridiculous. Like he's got a message to put out there until his message is no longer because he can't like back it up. So then he gets butt hurt. Uh, Jakob is like, hey, I'm. Uh, <laughs> Don't you think that's so? Don't you think that's an important part of being super elite athletes? So Michael Jordan found ways, even when people didn't say bad things about him, he would turn like somebody's mundane quote into like uh, locker room fodder. Sure. To to play mad against that person. So Tiger Woods says, uh, I think Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas both said the same thing. Like every putt that they would miss that they felt like they should make, they would blame something so that they don't have to accept responsibility. Like it kept them in a better performance mindset by saying, well, there was like a, you know, like a ball mark that I wasn't allowed to fix in front of me or a spike mark that missed. Right. Like it wasn't my putting stroke. Right. It was something, it was something outside of my control. So what point are you making right now? You're making my point. They got butt hurt, and they don't want to admit that they weren't where they needed to be when they needed to be there. I'm asking, isn't this like a part, like a necessary part of being an elite athlete? No, I think there are people who can just man up and say, you know what, I wasn't at my best, or that person's better than me, but I'm going to work toward it. I think that's being like more who? of a like who, who, what, like how many athletes do you see do that? This guy. If you would have <laughs> beat me, if you would have beat me, Brad. I would have acknowledged, like, you know what, Brad, you know what? You had a good race. You beat me fair and square. Like, it is what it is. Well, first of all, the Brigadie Brobobs are not elite athletes. We are to some people. Jeremy, you can find – so not taking the exception, like, look at the majority of NFL players, NBA players, elite athletes at anything, track and field athletes. If you're at that level – you probably have something mentally hardwired in your head that makes you this way. So yeah. you're you're already a physical specimen. Yep. So I've got that part down. I feel like it's the hardwiring that I'm missing. I think I think I've got it all. I just have broken Achilles tendons. There's nothing broken about your Achilles tendons. Yes, I can barely walk right now. No. Yes. Let's wrap it up. There's, I've got other notes on here, but the yep. Nutty Comb invite in Wisconsin, Parker yep. Valby upsets yep. Caitlin Toohey with a course record in the wind and rain. What's your? I'm guessing you're upset with her for breaking the course record? No, I don't care about that. I think it's pretty badass. I wonder if her So why aren't you upset team. about that? Why would I be upset about that? Because Caitlin Toohey's been the best, and now all of a sudden you're saying Parker yeah, Valby's better that. and breaking a cross-country record on a cold, windy, rainy day? Maybe, maybe she – I mean, you can have a good race occasionally. Look, I wonder if Parker Valby, her training has changed because I know she was very low mileage. She just got a new coach this year. Yeah, so I think part, probably part of what was going on is that her – like the training with her other coach just wasn't working the way it should have or whatever. But now that she's got something figured out, I think Caitlin's got something to worry about, obviously, because she got worked over. So I think it's pretty cool. Like Parker Valby wasn't like she got beat by Caitlin, but it wasn't like a blowout necessarily. It was she took it out and then she got beat at the end because she lost like she didn't have the the fitness to finish off what she started. And then lost it over that season in all of the distance events at NCAA did, championships and track she, and field. Yeah, didn't she also get injured though? Hadn't she been working wasn't she working through injury last year? Who? Parker. Thought she was. No. No. Thought she was. No. But anyway, I think 
I mean, that that's not the same thing, Brad. It's not we're us uh, running a world record. I know, but think of all like all the best runners in the country have always run Nutty Coma Invite. I mean, I never ran it. It's one so of the fine. it's <laughs> one of the biggest cross country races every single year. Yeah. So it's arguably one of the most important ranking races for NCAA teams to get at-large bids for the NCAA cross-country championships, which, by the way, the NAU men and women swept the podium on for won the men's race and the women's race, and in turn are now the number one ranked teams, both men and women, one school. I, I think that is about right. I mean, NAU's been like powerhouse for men at least i know for how many years like it's they've just it's just what they do um the women though i didn't know much about i know that nc state's been up there for the what past two years and the expectations yep. were that they were going to be again but well with like caitlin Tui returning yes so nau yeah. came into the year pre like preseason ranked number two in the country and mike smith their coach i think it was six years ago, dedicated himself to the women's program and said there's no reason that NAU would, should have the best men's running program in the country and not have the best women's running program in the country, in particular because I'm the coach. And yeah. so he started recruiting more, selling the story. Uh, I think the first year, I think it was four years ago, their team finished, they got an at-large bid, finished 16th in the country. Uh, and then he's just said that we're going to keep building and building the program until we're number one and we win, start winning consistently national championships like our men's program does. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. I think you, I mean, as a coach, if you already have, like, if you have that, that name to you for the, for the guys, why wouldn't it transfer over to the, to the girls? So, especially if you're the coach, um, I'm surprised it took longer for the women to get to where they are. Um, six years, I think is a pretty short time. It is. But again, like he, he turned around the guy, like the guys were like top tier. If you hear that the same coach for the guy, like for the I guys, know, but you have for, to recruit and it, like, basically start. So if you consider it, he started from scratch. Yeah. Starts a women's program and then recruits one class. There's no way in one year that class is going to be as all freshmen be the best team in the country. And so I would say for him to do that in six years is absolutely amazing. Is your daughter going to go to NAU? No. <laughs> you don't know that. You wait, Brad. Don't like don't don't take her the wind out of her sails. Maybe she'll go there and maybe she'll run loves. I mean, mid the upper sixteens in high school, and then she like makes her way I'm down there. Pretty sure from an academic standpoint, NAU is not the program that she wants to be at. Who cares about academics, Brad? Any any school is going to be good academically, truly, truly. So a, a degree from NAU is worth as much from Yale? What are you talking about? Yes. It's what you do when you get there. Yes, it is. A hundred percent. I'm telling you. How many presidents have graduated from NAU? Who cares about, Brad, who cares about that? Your daughter, does she want to be president? So why do they rank law programs nationally or medical programs? Why do they rank any colleges nationally? Because people put a lot of money into it. That's why. Hmm. That's why. And your undergrad isn't nearly as important as your graduate is, as your grad school is. So going to an undergrad, doing what you need to do, get your name out there, get the internships that you need out of, in a smaller, like smaller place serves just as much of purpose as going to a big name school and then going to the same, like going to the same grad school that you would have regardless assuming you get into the grad school you're going to like if, if you are that driven to get into yale or to go somewhere else you're going to get into the to the grad school you want to you're just going to maybe mm. so you're saying the networks involved with yale harvard the most prestigious schools schools in the country that network program that's developed through the school is equal to NAU's graduate degrees. I, I didn't. I didn't say she's going to get a graduate degree from NAU. I'm saying you go to NAU for your undergrad, and then you can go anywhere you want for your graduate. The same places that you could get into from Harvard or Yale. That's what I'm saying. You go to NAU, you get your internships, you do everything, you get the support from the faculty, 
And then you go on and you move and you move on to a graduate program. That is exactly what you want. That's where that's where you need to go anyway for anything that you want to do in the, in today's society. It doesn't matter about your undergrad. Doesn't matter at all. Very little. So, but it does matter some. Mm, it depends on what what you want out of it. Do you want to say, "Oh, I went to Harvard," or does it matter? Don't think it matters. So, resumes don't matter. Sure, resumes matter, but what you do matters more than where you went. You can go to Harvard and do absolute dog shit and get nothing out of it and go to NAU and be like the top dog and get internships and make and do shit at that school and have a much better resume. Maybe. Definitely. I don't know how this has anything to do with running news, but. I, I, because I said your daughter's going to NAU and you're like, nope, the, academically, it's, they can't, she, it's just not nearly good enough. And I venture to say it's as good I'm as I'm not she sure that I it. spoke in that exact term, but no, but I, I, and I'm telling you, it's exactly what she makes it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, let's make that the end of the show, Jeremy. Can do. Signing got, off. Well, sign. Well, I'm signing off. But guess what, Brad? You've got homework. I love you. <laughs> Sometimes you really creep me out, Jeremy. Hey, that's what I'm here for, man. <laughs> All right, bud. Signing off. Love you too, bud. All right. See ya. See ya.